boot knocking, grab your pony out of the car and put a saddle on it and get ready to ride. Because you're going on the journey of your life, filthy face and daring. Alright, so I think we're going to have a great show tonight and um, we just hope that everyone enjoys it. So. With no further ado, maybe we'll bring in our guest right now, Darren. How are you doing, buddy? Can you hear me better now? I can hear you great. Cool. Good deal. So, uh, Saddle Fever, that was one of those songs that we started out. I put the bass together a long time ago on that song. It was just like a little workout jam that I used to do. Right. And uh, I thought, you know... We were in a slump, and I thought, well, maybe I'll just break this out. And, um, you know, it started to roll, and it's got this roll to it and this little hook. And I thought, you know what? This is great. I'm going to hand this over to uh, Darren and see what what he can do with it. And, um, That's I mean, I, I feel like it came out great. But uh, what, did, what did you think about it when you first heard the idea? To be honest with you, it's been a while, so – when it uh-huh. came out, I don't remember what you know what I was thinking at the time, but uh, I know it became. Um, I think I might have started. I don't know if I started on straight beat or if I started doing um, on the hi hat. If I was doing doubles with the hi hat, to uh, and it ended up. I think we did that. We we kind of tried a few different things, but to me, it's ends up sounding like a a dance song that I would have heard, or that's kind of how I was playing it, like a dance song that I'd have heard when I was in, I don't know, junior high, high school, something like that. That's what it makes me think of, just, you know, right. grooving to that. And that, that was the idea behind the song. It was supposed to be a pop rock song, something that could get put, potentially on the radio that's right. you know it's like it's borderline pc but it's borderline um not mainstream you know so with a little pop you know i mean it's right you know maybe a little boot knocking in there too but um that yeah that was the idea was a pop rock sound with maybe just a little hint of country, but not much. No, you can't even tell. You know what I mean? Well, most of what what when I when I joined you on Critical Theory, we were doing uh, certainly more of a. It was a slow rock, right? For so much of it, and and then we started changing things up a little bit. You know, just to add a little something different and and. I remember that one coming in, you know, it was, it was a little different than what we had been playing or what, you know, most of the songs we were playing, but it was cool. It was fun. I think, uh, turned out to be a good song. You know, it's, uh, it's a fun and you can, you know, it gets you a little, it gets you moving. So. Yeah, it's a, it's a great tune. And yeah, from the, the roots of it really did kind of, you know, stem from what I was learning from Peter and playing with you. And but Saddle Fever was one of those songs that just had that, you know, you could like you were saying, you could you could bump this in your low rider through town, drag the gut or whatever, you know, the, the kids do. And yeah, uh, I think so that, 
any yeah. almost anybody could kind of like that song a bit. You know, you don't have to be you don't have to be real picky to accept that song. You know, I think you know most people would you know would like it uh, just to be yeah. uh, the groove with it. You know, it's uh, it's simple. I think pretty simple, but it's a- well, it's got three turnarounds in it. It goes you know, it comes back around and so it's got the three it's like it 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 brings it down three times like in one section. You know, so you're and then the way the bass and the drums work together, I mean we just pump it up. You know what I mean? So it's just like boop boom boom. So Yeah. Yeah, definitely a great song. And um it was one of those tunes really I don't think I had to work too hard on you know no. to get it down because it was one of my original ideas just as a workout, you know. Right. My yeah. yeah, I don't think I as a drummer, I don't think I did anything very challenging, you know. As um I'd have to right. it's been a while since I listened to the song really, the whole song, but it got it has it has the little subtle rolls in it, you know, at the end of each of the, you know, and so it's one of the, it's almost like a jazz funk song. You could go, you you know, you could go funk with it or kind of jazz right. or pop, you know, so it's kind of a middle of the road mainstream direction and that and that was the original idea was pop rock you know and so you know if you're going to be a recording recording music and trying to actually make it on a platform that you know people actually subscribing to Mm -hmm. then you have to have that sound and and you know but then you have to push the limits to having that alternative side to where um, you know, it's kind of like, hey, it's mainstream. Everyone's listening to it, but still, it's you know the yeah. bad boy. Whatever, yeah, yeah, you, know, you know. We'll change it up. We'll change it up to how, however, people want it most. We hope that's how they want it. Because I, I, I changed my beat. I changed the beat on that song a few times. Mostly, um, you know. I'd lay this out and then I think someone said to try something different, you know, and um, mm-hmm. so I, you know, I, I played a, I played a couple of times. It's a couple of different. Oh, you know ways. what? The early, you're right. Actually thinking back the early day with that and that we were kind of um, scratching on a whole new style of music to where basically I would lay out the main rhythm and then Peter would do like um, almost like he wouldn't play the rhythm. He would be more doing like a, an embellishment, like type run jam, you know, right. you know, like, wah, 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 you know, kind of thing, you know, right. and then I would do, I would, um, you know, create the whole bass for the whole song out through that, you know. And so we were just like embarking on that style to with this song. And um so that may have been the reason why you had to change yeah. the bass three or four times. So. Yeah. Yeah, without yeah, that wasn't a problem. You know, um 
Right. Yeah. Because it's good. I I like to communicate and find out. Okay. Because I'm not. I'm not usually hard. You know. I mean, not that I don't recall being heartbroken over. You're right. Like what self-sever I did. Not about heartbreak. Yeah, try something different. Okay. I mean, I'm, mm-hmm. I mean, I don't care. Whatever. You know, it's a team effort to me. So, you know, we can communicate and because you, I think you see that a lot. I, I usually ask when I, when I lay it oh, yeah. down, I say, hey, your if, team y'all don't like, if y'all don't like it, you know, how's that one work? Or mm-hmm. you know, I might've quit say after a while we've done so many, I, it's a given, you, you know, if you don't like something I played, if you don't like that style, tell me because I'm well, up for changing it up. You know, either. I don't even know. I don't even know if it's like the style. It's kind of like, Sometimes what we do, we, we go into a lot of fast runs and when the bass and the drums work together, I mean, I've got to hit that when you, when you do your role, I've got to do my role for the end of the wrap up. And sometimes, you know, it's kind of like if I'm hitting these notes and they really, you know, cause if the drums and the bass are tuned together in metaphorically speaking, right, right. We should be kind of rolling together. You know what I mean? So right. And so I think, you know, when you have some clashing off that, maybe some, some, the guitar, maybe two, something, you know, like, but, um, I, Uh, yeah, unless on the roller, unless we were like subdivided where, but it'd just be the two of us, you know, we're okay. Well, I would do something, then you would do something. I would do something. You kind of like a, a, right. Yeah. 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 Back and forth. Back and right after each other or, you know, something like that. That'll work too. Right, and and actually, that's that's how it should be done, just like that with the rhythm, the roll, and then um, you know the way uh, it, it should come up really like three parts, and then you know some kind of interlude, and then back, and then start over again. You know, right, right. So, um, yeah, one of these days when. It fits your uh, schedule. You could tell us um, about your background, unless you already have. Oh no, I've talked music. a little bit about it. You know, I don't mind at all. I so did. my background mostly, I started out playing a six-string, and then like I was playing uh, songs like Godzilla, six-string bass. Uh, no, a guitar. Okay, okay. I would say, wow. Yeah, Smoke smoke on the Water, Godzilla. Um, you know, stuff like that. That was like early, early 80s, you know. Right, right. And um, my uncle was a bass player in the South. And he was known for, because he was Southern rock style and he did all the circuits down there define the south for me well uh, like florida panhandle right okay cool right so he did you know and you know that area yeah i'm in that area. you could do a circuit there easily right, right? so right. yeah their band were the ecstatics and you know i grew up around that you know they recorded with uh shriners did an album for those guys for charity, which, you know, that was always like, Hey, you know, it was a 45. They still was making 45s back then. Right. 
cool. And so, you know, that was a part of my life. And um, my brother was a trained, taught pianist too. And so he started playing guitar and he's like, well, I need a bass player. So he basically started training me to be his bass player. Right. Right. Cool. And so I was learning from basically a jazz blues musician. And then we brought Angel on. He's um, a jazz guitar player from Vegas. Cool. And um, so basically you know, I was the guy doing the, you know, just really repetitious stuff, you know, and, um, that was like 89 and then, um, 90, me and my buddy, Johnny is a drummer, put a band together. He's a, he was this high school drummer. So, you know, he had all his timing down and everything. And so, we put a band together called uh, tortured souls. We were still in our, we were like 19, 20, you know? And so punk rock band. And um, so that was cool. We did some studio recording. We played a few gigs, um, cut a couple of albums, sold our tapes, did a few shows. It was fun, you know? Oh yeah. Yeah. Uh, Right. So we're still connected. I'm hoping to do a, maybe a podcast with him soon but um you can check us out some of our stuffs on uh like uh band lab i think you might be able to find it on there yeah i've seen a couple of them yeah right yeah but uh so yeah and then um we reconnected in like 2012 and i had already been kind of playing a little bit and then we started like re-recording all of our old songs and then okay then i started like okay i'm gonna start writing music so i've learned taught myself how to write read music and then fast forward to 2018 bam my same buddy my drummer johnny shows me the band lab app he's like here's this app check it out bro and i'm like right really and i took it and i'm like i set it up and i'm like what do i need and then i haven't looked back yeah here i am right now fast forward Right. Two years. So doing a podcast about writing some amazing music yeah. you know, on band lab with amazing musicians. Just mind blowing. Yeah. So band lab. And you're a part of that. Darren has been like godsend. Oh. If anyone doesn't know, if any like professional band ever needs a real professional drummer, this is the guy right here, no. Darren. So <laughs> props up, man. Yeah. Uh, so I, that's my life story. Yeah. That's awesome. That's good to hear. It's good to hear. Yeah. My story, my story is similar. Um, but this is, uh, I condense yeah. mine because this is just. Right. You. Yeah. I think mine took six minutes. Yeah. Well, base, uh, my dad, he played, uh, he was, he played in school band, but didn't play drums, but he, he, they would. I remember him telling me the drummers would have him go play on the snare and everything because he just was a natural drum. He played horn in the band, and after school, or before school was before he was out of school, he just started playing. He played in New Orleans, and he he did the circuit you were talking about, Louisiana through the South, and all that. Um, and then he quit playing 
to help raise the kids and, and up me and uh. you know but I was in in uh he let me in the attic I guess I was dude, I don't know I'm gonna say oh lordy fifth fourth grade or something in uh fifth grade maybe and uh, I saw the drums he'd put up there a little three-piece no, no, it was a four-piece jazz set. I got all excited. He brought it down, just a hi-hat. Let me play with that, see if I'd get bored with that. I, di- I didn't get bored. And he brought a piece at a time, and then I would just play to the radio and oh. the records, all kind of rest- records he had. Um, and I, I didn't I didn't, I didn't, didn't learn to read music. I, you know, I wish I had, but I, I, could, I had a good memory. I could just it's easy. do it, you know? Yeah, and then played. You know, high school. I went. I went to college in New York. I played in a few bands in New York. Then the real world happened, and I started. I was a field engineer, so I was on the road. I couldn't. I couldn't stay in a band because I was going so much or haul drums around for that. Um, I played when I got home just to jam, and uh, I don't know. A few years ago, similar to what you said. Uh, uh, Tom, the dude I used to play in a, one of the New York bands, we got in touch and, and started talking about music and trying to see if we could jam again. Of course, he lives up north. I live down here. He told me about Band Lab and like you, and so started playing. And it was great to find you and, and the guys on Critical Theory. And so it's it's been it's been a lot of fun. And yeah, I got bought mics and you know software so i can record and put it on a computer and all that so anyway it's a lot of fun same and and, and you know the the parallels are you know stunning because it's it sounds exactly like the same story you know right right but yeah i mean i remember when you start, first started out i mean you had like one microphone right and um, and a turntable or something like that and uh, it was like I didn't care because I could hear like in that one microphone what I heard was an amazing drummer, you know. And it's kind of like thank you, I appreciate. I've been playing well, yeah, you know, and I I could I can spot them out, you know. I appreciate that. And uh, and I mean, it was just kind of like this guy right here is he plays like you know by Phil, you know he you know yeah. like yeah just Phil. You know, and so and that's key, and that's a natural. You know, when it comes time to recording, you gotta have that natural sound. I wanna. I always try not to overplay, um, right? But you know, sometimes Dash pushes me to play a little more, which is yeah. I mean, I can do more, but I don't want to do too much. You know, so I don't like to overplay. But... Maybe sometimes I do not enough. I don't know. As long as I keep going. Ah, your drumming sounds really good, bro. So we're going to go check out the song right now. And um, we're going to catch everybody on the other side. So stick around. And uh, we'll see you guys on the other side. Alright. Later.
Hey, welcome back, y'all, to the second half. What an amazing song. I mean, I'm picturing, like, these, you know, really hot chicks kind of dancing on my road rider. I don't know. It's a pretty cool tune, man. I feel like we just brought it home with the bass and the drums, bro. Great job, you know. Again. I just want to say. So, yeah. yeah. It's always fun playing with. Uh, you know, solid musicians. Right. Um, so, I think what we need to do is, do you think Dash is available to get him in on this call? That's let a good see. Hold on. Let me see if I can add him. Hold on right here. Let's see. I was sending him the request. Okay, here. So it's an amazing song, and then Dash's vocals. Oh, that always helps us Dude, out. Dude, I mean, I, I, I mean, he just pumps it up every time. You know what I mean? Definitely. So let's see. I sent him the invite. I don't know if he'll connect or not. He may connect. He seemed we just uh, had that talk in between the um, the commercial break. So. Um, with the drums and the bass, they really work together. I think we probably went over that. I had to go over it 20 times at least to get it like. You're, perfect, you're a perfectionist because you do track after track after track till you like it. You know, you do. And, and I don't know what you're doing. Exactly, you know, because I'm not. I'm just, I'm just trying to play the whole thing all the way through, like God intended it. You know, it's like, you know, you know, like sorry, metaphors, but um, you know, and that's the thing is, I like to play all the way through, and then um, if there's any string like slap or like backlash or, you know, maybe I'll do a run that sounds cool but it's not in the right place. And it's kind of like, ah, I can't leave it like that. Everyone's going to know. You know what I mean? Do you cut, do you cut and paste anything or are you, are you doing it? I don't. It? Whenever you see in the mix editor, it's when it has the base icon, that's me all the way through. Well, see, I do that too on my drums, but I don't, I'm not in mix editor. I'm right. doing it on my computer and my mixer and all that. But I'm listening to the song, you know, from Band Lag, Band Lab in my uh, headphones. So. And then I just I hit record and I start playing. And you know, a lot of if I don't get it, if I don't if I don't like where I'm going, I just stop playing and yeah, start the song over again. And yeah, with the over. drums, you want to do that because you're like work really working out. <laughs> you know, it's like. You know, breaking a sweat now. Hey, is this really the direction we're going? You know? Right. We're not, right. you know, we're not driving the car anymore. We're pushing it, you know. So absolutely. And I'm I'm the same way at the base, but my my thing is is even if I make a mistake, I keep playing and then I just do it again. Cause I look at it, it's kind of like okay, the song's four or five minutes long hell even if i screw up i'm just gonna play all the way through again and then 
delete, re-record, and then play again until I nail it. You know, and well, some I finish, and then I'm I get off the drum set, and I then I go to my computer, and I'm first I listen to what I did. You know, okay. If I if I hear something I don't like on the recording, then I'll just redo it. But if it passes the first inspection, then I'll go ahead and stick it in the song and yeah. then see if it fits in there. And then sometimes my, my computer can't handle it. So I got to save it on the computer, then go to my phone and try to edit, adjust on the phone. Because uh, the phone works faster than the computer. But it, The phone is pretty quick, buddy. You know yeah. what I'm saying? And that's why... People are like, why don't you have a really, I bought a tablet and, but I mean, my iPhone 6S, I record with it. People are like, what? I mean, it's, the recording is awesome. And I have a Schecter, I play a Schecter Studio, um, Stiletto, uh, Research Base. Nice. And I mean, it's all American, like design and it's got active. And right. so with my iPhone, I mean, I can pull out any tone I want, you know, so I'm pretty happy. Yeah, I, um, what are you playing right now? I have a Ludwig. This, yeah. actually, this, this is a, like, like I mentioned earlier, I learned on my dad's, he had a, a jazz, it was a Ludwig also. Mm-hmm. And then in, uh, I was in just getting in high school. And I saw a, a drum set for sale. It was a Ludwig nine-piece double bass with two bass drums. Um, what color was it? Say again? What color was it? Clear blue. I blue. still have it. It's the same drum set I have. You do? It's the one I, yeah. I, I mean, I, I've it stayed with me, shoot, since I was, I don't know, 15 or 16 when I got it. Um, yeah, it must have been at least 16, maybe 17, like that. But anyway, um, with Zildjian symbols, and that's what I do. Um, I mean, and that's that, that's that, oh, sound, you know, that's that classic rock sound that you can't emulate anywhere, but right. and, and it's kind of laid back style, style too. I used to play with a friend of mine from Minnesota, Roger. And he played, he had your exact same kit almost. Right. You know what I mean? Right. And he was like the jazz musician. I mean, he was like laid back. I mean, you think this guy was driving like a Corvette. You know what I mean? Very is nice. that is that your kind of like style? If I had a Corvette, you know, I'd do it. Like, yeah. are you like real laid back when you play? Or are you like right up on top of the kit? Or? Uh, it depends. I mean, I'm. it depends what I'm playing. I try to adjust to the groove, you know, trying to adjust to, to the, the feel we're doing. But as far as physically, how, how I sit. Ergonomically, you're probably like the laid, chilled back jazz style. Uh, I try to, well, actually, lately, and I need to remember to do it more often, uh, now I'm, I've been trying to remember to be in really good posture. Uh-huh. Because that makes a big difference. So the pros say. Well, I was listening to, I know when I first started playing, it didn't matter. You know, I might slunch over a little bit, I had a decent posture, but slump over just to get closer to the 
to the heads or whatever and just ro- you know roll with it but as i listen to you know professors who have played their whole life if you're not sitting in if you're not sitting correctly you you're going to pay for it your back hurts you're going to end up messing up your back so now i try to i try to put my shoulders back and and sit up right sit up you know with good posture and uh I mean, nothing major, but and, and honestly, too, you know, in the you know the average person don't think about it, but like with me, I'm totally conscious, just like you, because if I'm using my, um, you know, my pinky finger for the, you know, like the like if you have one four one two three four position, four fingers, four frets. Right. If I'm using my pinky finger for that third fret that I'm straining that bottom part of my hand. Right. Right. And so I'm doing long-term damage. Okay. So my thing is, is I always remember one, four and that, you know, you want to keep a good, good posture with your hand, just like you probably need that with your, with your drumming. But you know, I mean, with the styles, you know, some people are just like right up on it, you know, and then other people are laid back. Like me, I only get to play three hours a night, but it's got to be either it's got to be quality or rock it out, you know. So I have to choose like one song or three songs, you know, kind of to work on for the evening. So yeah, I probably don't. I don't know if I get. I don't know if I get that much time. It depends what time I get home because, like I said, my I'm a drummer. I can't yeah. turn the volume. I, mean, I can play. I can play pretty quiet, but you know. Oh yeah, you can wait. hear. You can hear like in the recordings. You know, it's it's kind of like some recordings you record with people, and um, you'll hear like a door slamming in the background. So <laughs> you're like, okay, you know, this person's probably in trouble, but they need to finish the song first. You know. Uh. But uh, yeah, you, yeah. With the drums, you can hear, you can hear a lot, you know. And you're, and actually, like we were, we were talking about the miking earlier. We can go back to that. Um, I remember the early days, like I was saying, like oh, you could hear, like it was like the the cone speaker, like the the drummer, he's really good in there. And then so like all of a sudden, like now there's another mic and then there's another mic and now you can really hear like Darren's full kit, you know, right, right, right. And so, back to the volume. If, I mean, if I, if we were playing, depends what we're playing, you know, if we're playing like a little jazz or something soft, I could, I'll play later. Cause I, I mean, I can play soft if, if I need, but if uh, on a lot and, of rock uh, songs, it doesn't really fit, you know, right. not too much. So, but not when you're playing like uh, lightning strikes, you know, or something like that. Yeah, you got to hit a crash. You got to, you know, you got to hit the crashes. You're really rumbling the floorboards. <laughs> it's like, okay. Right. The neighbors can feel it now, you know. Good deal. So, so, yeah. Yeah. Hey, um, I might have to get off the phone, but it was a, it was a Okay. Fucking- well, yeah. Thanks again for all your insight as an amazing drummer and and we'll try to put up links where everyone can find you and um, so if someone needs an excellent drummer uh, thanks for hire this guy is the man so Thank you very we much. appreciate your amazing drumming uh, have a good evening brother 
All right, brother. Have a good evening. Thanks for your awesome, amazing base. Later, brother. Thanks. Hey, that was an amazing show with Darren. Just an awesome drummer. Um, thanks, everyone, for sticking around. And I'd like to thank everyone over at Critical Theory for, um, you know, being a major part of this music. And, and uh, just thanks, everybody, for listening and supporting and pushing us to the top. All right, everyone, have a good night. Bye.